Welcome to the Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where the conversation is always hot and fresh. Comfort food for your soul is always on the menu, and friends are close enough to hug. Pull up a chair. We've been waiting just for you. Welcome to Encouragement Cafe. I'm Luann Prater. And I'm Rachel Olson. And we are gathered around the Encouragement Cafe table. Now imagine with me, if you can, that we're actually sitting in the cafe with you. Because that's the way we live life, isn't it? When we say, hey, you want to go grab a cup of coffee? How about lunch today? And we sit around the cafe table so that we can really lean in and listen. And Rachel, I believe with everything in me that we're losing a piece of that when we settle for Facebook versus face-to-face. Interesting. So I wonder if I could ask everybody around the table, when was the last time that you did sit down with someone in a coffee shop or at your kitchen table Um, someone who doesn't live in your house, you know, over a a cup of coffee or meet someone for lunch. I'm trying to think. It seems like the last time I was in a coffee shop was probably a month ago, and I was meeting with a student from the university. But um, Okay. And I'm not sure when the last time I had lunch out. That was probably with my mother-in-law, and that's probably been at least a month as well. So, hmm, you got me there. No, no, I did go to dinner with some friends. I did go to dinner. That counts, right? (laughs) <laughs> it does count. But, you know, I believe that we're losing the the ability and the desire to meet face-to-face. And I think that's sad because there's so much that happens when you're sitting across the table from someone because you can see the expression on their face. You can hear the tone of their voice when they respond to you. But in social media... You can't see their face, you can't hear their tone, and you can't really carry on the same type of conversation because when we're face-to-face with someone, we have the ability to see that they're in need of a hug or maybe they just need you to sit quietly while they unload. You know, it's funny that you you mention that because I have, and you know this because you know me, I have definitely a sense of humor. And I have over a thousand followers. I don't even know how many followers I have on Facebook, but I have a lot of them. I don't know them all personally. Um, And I often will go to post something that's funny or I think is funny or it's me being funny, but my, my humor is not always like, it's not like an outright joke. You know, you just have to get it. It's just the tone or you have to know me to know that I'm being you know, facetious here or something like that, or sarcastic here, just for the sake of humor. And sometimes when I go to post those things, I don't know if this ever happens to you, but sometimes I I hesitate Mm -hmm. for a second and I think, what if they don't get it? What if they think I'm being serious? Or, you know, what if, what if they, or what if they're just puzzled because that makes no sense because I mean for it to be funny is do you ever do that you probably never do that but I'm always like oh I don't know if anybody's gonna get this and then of course whoever does get it and comment I always know those are my people well you know I I think I've reached the age where I post it anyway because I just I'm at the point where I don't worry too much about people that don't get it I just feel like (laughs) I am I I am who I am and I'm gonna be able to uh be more free to say those things, but I do worry, or, or I, I guess I don't worry, but I I try to make sure that I say things that are 
always going to be uplifting or encouraging or funny or building someone up. I, uh, in the social world, choose never to talk negatively about things because I just don't want to get drug into that back and forth because it's, it's a dangerous place to go. Well, that's true, particularly because you can wind up going back and forth with people you don't even know. Um, Mm -hmm. Friends of friends will come and comment, you know, when they see a friend commenting. So, yeah, you can wind up in in arguments or in back and forth with people, people that you don't know, people that you don't have really a history of a solid relationship with. And I, I agree with you, that can be a downer and destructive. Here's what I want to focus on today. Romans, the 15th chapter, I want to talk about verse 5 that says, May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you a spirit of unity among yourselves as you follow Jesus Christ, so that with one heart and one mouth you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, when I see those words and I hear endurance, it does take endurance in today's world to be able to get through all the stuff. And it takes people encouraging us to really keep on keeping on. And when we say that, when we do that, there is a spirit of unity. I've seen that play out in my own life, but even recently, Rachel, I have been intentional this year. And for those of you who don't understand, Rachel, opened my eyes to a way to think about New Year's resolutions years ago. She wrote a book with her pastor called My One Word. And I was just reflecting on that this morning in my devotion time. And I was looking back at how God used different words each year to bring me to different places in my life. Like one year it was uh, undivided. And another year, it was discipline. And another year, last year, it was fire. And you know I went through the fire with my husband. But this year, it's intentional. And when God gave me that word, it was like, Luann, I need you to not focus on every possibility that's out there. I need you to really zoom in and focus on those few things that I've put on your plate. And wow, just in the last month, I've had people in our Encouragement Cafe family who have desperately needed face-to-face time. I've spent time in homes. I've spent time in the hospital with people. I've spent time at my kitchen table with a glass of iced tea. I've spent time in the coffee shop with, with sweet, wonderful folks who just needed an, a listening ear. And we've sat there just having a cup of coffee together. And so I, I am just seeing the value in making sure we never lose the importance of being face-to-face in a world of social media. That is, that is powerful because things get said and things get discussed and 
hearts get revealed um, in the quiet of a hospital room or um, in the sanctuary of your, your home kitchen table um, or, or even in the corner of a busy coffee shop as two people sort of lean over their, their steaming hot mugs and talk that do not get shared and discussed um, or at least not in nearly the same way online. And so um, it's interesting, you know, on, online we tend to be not so much connecting and discussing, although that happens some, but we tend to be more uh, announcing <laughs> and documenting, right? So we're, we're posting mm -hmm. status updates and mm -hmm. we're announcing what we're getting ready to do or what we've just done. We're documenting that with the photos of the event and the tags on who we are with and, and whatnot. It's interesting because it's almost like it's almost like we, you know, I've heard millennials say, I have college students in my life, which I love. And they will say, you know, that in their world, if, it, if it's not documented, if it's not posted to Instagram or Snapchat or Facebook, although they don't use Facebook as much anymore, that it's almost like it didn't happen. This is sort of their mindset. And so they go into, right, so if, if it wasn't Instagrammed, it didn't really happen. You have <laughs> To, you have to show and prove and document. Um, so that's interesting to me, uh, going through life with the thought that unless I photograph this and post it in such a way that makes people hit the like button, this doesn't count. <laughs> this, this didn't happen. And it's almost like you have to choose between capturing and documenting and posting the events that make up your life and living them like presently and viscerally as they unfold because it's very hard to do both. Do you remember when we went to Ecuador together with Compassion International? Absolutely. One of my favorite memories. Right. So we were going to another country. Um, we were going to see sites we'd never seen before, um, interact with lots of different people. And so the natural impulse is, right, I want to pack my camera. Uh, you know, I want my, I'm going to use my iPhone and I'm going to take lots of photos and videos so that I can remember this. And Compassion International told us, don't bring your cameras. Um, now, many of us had them on our phones anyway, but um, they hired a photographer to document our trip for us and a videographer. And initially, I didn't understand what was the problem with us taking our own photos while we're there and saving the expense of this photographer coming along. But they explained to us that if you are on your camera trying to document, there's a barrier between you and what's going on. You're somewhat detached from what's going on as you're looking at it through this this lens and you're trying to decide about the light and the camera angle and, and the action and you're not as present interacting and they wanted us to be present and interacting with everyone while we were there. So I never forgot that and it I think it kind of speaks to this struggle that we have now where there seems to be a lot of pressure to, to capture and document and photograph and post everything that happens to us on Facebook rather than just living it and letting it unfold and being present. Today, I want to just, I want to encourage and I want to compel us to change that, to be intentional. I know it's my word for the year, but right now I want it to be your word for the week. 
I want us to try to find find opportunities to make a pitcher of tea and invite someone in to pick up the phone and call somebody and say, it's been too long. Let's get together. You know, my husband and I have some friends that are going through some really tough stuff right now. And her husband is in the last stages of his life. He's slipping away. And they've been dear friends for years. And we will intentionally say, okay, we need to call them and just see if she wants us to come over and give her a break, if she wants to just come and both of them meet us for lunch somewhere. Does she want my husband to go pick him up and take him to lunch? We sit there and purposely try to find ways to interact and to help and be a listening ear. And on this last Sunday, we sent a text and said, don't know if you guys are going to be able to make it to church, but would you like to have lunch together afterwards? They jumped on the opportunity and he is no longer able to speak, but she sat there and just talked and talked and talked. Yeah, there's something about um, people's presence. You know, people, every single person has a presence to them. I know we've all been, you know, in our house or office somewhere and we're alone and we're working and we're concentrating on something and we suddenly sort of sense someone's presence, right? That like we didn't hear them walk into the room, but suddenly we can sense someone is there. Um, or, or we've, you know, I don't know if you've ever been asleep. As a mom, this would happen to me a lot. You know, I'm asleep in the morning and suddenly, even though I'm asleep, I'm like waking up because I sense some sort of presence beside me looking at me, right? And I open my sleepy eyes and there's like my, you know, my four-year-old peeking over the bed, just waiting for me to wake up. So um, yeah, people have a presence to them that you don't get through a, a mediated, you don't even get it through a video where they're talking and speaking. There's a, there's a presence that people have. And I believe that we are hardwired to um, need and respond to just the, the presence of another person um, near us and with us. You know, that that's something that I believe with everything in me that our society is pulling farther and farther away from. And so it's going to take being intentional to, to find ways to be together. Now, on a, on a funny note, I find that when my husband and I don't get outside the house and we don't interact with other people, something kind of weird happens to us. And I will tell you, we went for almost a week where we were, everything I was doing for work was being done from my home and he was working outside. And we were the only two people that we're interacting with one another. And I finished fixing breakfast one morning. And at the exact same moment, we both said, order up. And then, and then we looked at each other like, okay, that was just over the top weird. 
that we're now saying each other's words with the same voice. And when he looked... In sync. Yes, in sync. <laughs> we're like, we've got to get out of the house. And he looked at me and he said, um, so are you ready to buy some matching windsuits? Because this is freaky. <laughs> So, no, I do not want to buy matching windsuits, and I don't want to say the same words as my husband, but I think the only way we keep from getting in a rut in our homes is to get outside of our normal, get outside of our comfort zone, and find that interacting with people, yes, there's risk involved, and yes, I can talk myself out of it sometimes because, quite honestly, can I just... Can I be honest? There are times I'm afraid that if I open the door to let someone in, they're going to absorb my whole life, you know, because there are people that will do that. And I've had that experience in my past. So you kind of get, oh, do I want to do that? But I'm going to tell you, the rewards are so much greater than the risk when we get face to face and we choose to be intentional about being around people. You know, it is true. And we lose an opportunity to grow when we shut out those chances to have face-to-face interaction with people. And when we say, Ugh, when you don't want to go, go outside because the, the guy is going to be there talking, that's true. But there's probably, you know, reasons behind his incessant talking and maybe at some point you would be able to drill down and find that out. I'm not trying to put you on a guilt trip, Rach, but I'm just saying we all do it. And we all have had those relationships where we are then cautious. We're afraid to open doors because we know that people are going to want something or they're going to expect something. So if I don't go down that path, then I don't have to worry about it. And I can just sit in my private space and respond on social media and seem like I have it all together. When in fact, no one has it all together. And the only way that we can help one another get through it is if we are face to face, taking the risk and seeing that, okay, God, how is it you're wanting me to grow in this situation? Because I really, I'm not enjoying this moment, but I know I can learn from it. And then once we get past those moments, soon you may find a friendship that is deeper than you ever imagined. And I'll tell you, I have a friend today, two friends that started out as sandpaper. And I did not know if they liked me or they didn't. I I felt like, oh my goodness, this is such friction every time we're in the same vicinity. And I kept wanting to back away. And I would only send a text or an email because I didn't want to be face to face. But God kept giving me more and more opportunities to be in their presence, and as he did, some of the walls started falling down, and some of the layers started peeling back, and all of a sudden, we start understanding 
each other a little bit better. And today I can say that those two people are two of my very best friends. I like that. You know, I have friendships in my life, too, that are like lots of people are surprised to learn that the two of us are friends because maybe on paper it seems like we don't click um, or have much in common, but they have become dear, dear friends. And I, too, have had those sort of sandpaper people in my life that I felt like God was calling me into that relationship with them. And to be honest, many times it was tough and it was frustrating to interact with them. But when I walked out the whole of it, I was so glad that God had called me into relationship with them. The the talker from my neighborhood, thankfully, I never sensed God telling me that I really <laughs> needed to forge a relationship with him. And here's the really funny thing, Luann. When we were, uh, they eventually moved out of the neighborhood before we did. And then a few years later, we were moving out of the neighborhood and we were house hunting and we fell in love with this house. It was on this little, small little lake. It was beautiful. It had this custom kitchen. We love, love, loved this house. We kept going back and visiting it again. And we were about to put an offer on the house. We went back by it one more day. We're standing in the backyard and we hear, hello, neighbor. (laughs) We turn and we look, and it's him. He was right next door, and we're like, no, we're not buying this house. We did not put an offer on that house. I'm like, I don't have time to live next door to him for another decade. (laughs) Okay, so God doesn't call us to be face-to-face with everyone. That's clear. That's clear. But I'm just encouraging us this week to be more intentional with opportunities that we do feel that nudge. Now, I'm going to ask you to be honest right now. You're you're maybe sitting here listening alone, or maybe you are sitting there with a friend at work or uh, in in your own home. And I want you to be honest and talk to one another about, do I do that? Do I just get online and that's how I get my friendship fix? Or do I take the risk and get involved in someone else's world, in someone else's mess? Because I got to tell you, there are some messes in each one of our worlds. But here's the truth. You're going to go through some and they're going to go through some. But chances are you're not going to go through the bad stuff at the same time. And so people help one another get through life. When we're holding each other up in prayer, when we're there to listen, when we're there to bring a meal or get a cup of coffee with, just be that face-to-face friend in a world of Facebook. I can't amen that enough. I have friends that literally get me through life, and we don't do it on Facebook. Um, So amen to that. All right, so that's the challenge, ladies. This week, be intentional with being face-to-face with friends. And may the God of hope give you the courage to encourage others. We'll see you back here next week. Thanks for joining us today at Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where women gather, friends laugh, and hearts mend. Let's continue our conversation. Hop online when you get a chance to sit down and breathe at encouragementcafe.com. Remember, this is God's ministry, so we ask for your prayers as we reach out to women in Jesus' name. 
We'll see you back here next week where we fill you up one cup at a time.